Welcome to the Conscious Healing Podcast with Mona Loring. This is a show that marries the mystical with the practical to help you with your spiritual healing. Whether you're newly curious about what's behind the veil or you're well into your spiritual journey, this show offers a grounded exploration into all you've been seeking. Welcome, or should I say welcome back to the Conscious Living Podcast. I am so grateful for your time and I hope that this episode, well, all my episodes, is going to help you on your journey. Today I wanted to talk about energetic boundaries and the reason it came up for me was because I noticed that I was having issues with my energetic boundaries this week and I've been really good about them and I let my guard down because I got really busy and in my line of work between PR and he tons of people a week and even though I'm doing my clearing and I meditate, that's not the same as the work that you do when you are taking care of your energetic boundaries, which we'll go over. But for me, I wanted to do this episode not just because it came up this week, but because energetic boundaries are something I have struggled with my entire life. I mean, I can even think of being a kid and having this type of agitation when people were getting into my energetic space. And you'll understand what I mean by that in a moment when I when I break it down for you. Personally, I'm a strange hybrid between a people pleaser and someone who doesn't care what anyone thinks about me, which is really confusing, but it's true. And I found that I might have one mentality one day and the next day I'm I'm totally different. And so if I don't check myself because I can be that people pleaser, I give a lot and I have my energetic boundaries down sometimes because I care. I'm, I'm very heart-based and I work with my heart more than my mind. And that for me can lead to me putting my guard down. And so if I don't check myself, I can really begin to feel agitated and or drained. And I don't usually notice it until it's kind of too late and then I'm feeling not so good which I think a lot of you can relate to too, right? You don't usually feel when you're not so great. You only feel it when you're like, I'm not doing good. I'm not in a good mood or I'm in a bad mood or I'm really anxious or whatever it might be, right? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about you because I have a feeling that you have issues with energetic boundaries too. Most of us do. And the thing is, we're not aware of them. And even when we are, if you're someone like me trained to be aware You could forget because, well, life happens. Think about it. Does being around certain people cause you to feel super exhausted, annoyed, or maybe even confused? You just don't know what to think. Do you feel like people take a lot from you and they don't give back? Do you ever stop to think that you're possibly taking too much from someone else? Because our intentions are often really pure. We don't realize that the very thing we're suffering from, another one does to us. And we kind of just do this thing. We play this dance. We play this game with each other. And so when you're worried about your energetic boundaries and you're listening to this episode, I'm going to try to bring you back to this, but really be mindful if you're doing this to someone else too. For example, if you ask someone you're close to for advice 
too often without them asking first, like how you're doing and you just keep saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Without them checking in with you. Or if maybe you're dumping on someone because you're going through a breakup or something really hard with work without checking with that person if they're okay with it first. These are examples of you crossing energetic boundaries without even realizing it because you love that person and you trust them and you need their support. You need their energy. But who's to say that they want to give it to you, right? They might love you and they might in the right time be in the mood for that. But if they're not in the mood for that, you're energetically trespassing. Now, don't get me wrong. A conversation with a trusted friend is one thing. And like I said, it's more if you're like, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. It's sort of more like if you're asking for advice late at night on text or some off hour where you're not both in agreement that you're going to be catching up or you keep venting to someone you love, maybe your sister even, for example, right? A family member, but she's too nice to say that she's exhausted and she doesn't want to hear it right now. And for her not to say that to you and not to put up her boundaries, you're then crossing those boundaries. So it becomes an issue on both ends, right? So as you listen to this episode, like I said, just be considerate of this moving forward as you learn more about energetic boundaries. Because this isn't just about saving yourself. It's about becoming conscious in your healing and in turn being the best friend or family member or community member or coworker that you can to others too. Okay, so let's say you're losing your energetic boundaries. Energetic boundaries are subtle, but they're deeply felt. You lose them when you merge with someone else's feelings or you lose your sense of self over time. And we're going to go into what empaths are in a future episode because I think so many people are empathic and I think that's a really important thing for people to learn about themselves. But if you know you're already an empath, you'll definitely want to work on your energetic boundaries or you're going to become depressed or anxious or even worse over time. What are energetic boundaries? Well, without getting too technical, I want to start by sharing how There's energy surrounding the human body that's commonly referred to as the human energy field. And if you imagine your body, just like an eggshell, we have various layers of energy in a type of shape around us, right? So just think of it like an eggshell and then different layers of energy basically being there. I often talk about it like an onion. So when we look at energetic boundaries, we're referring to our energy field, this eggshell, being free from taking on other people's energy and thus taking on that energy, affecting our feelings and physical levels of energy, which means we would get tired, right? Because it's penetrating our personal energy field. It's not our own energy. We're taking their energy on. An example of feeling this kind of energy is also the penetration, I should say, is if you're out in public and you feel like someone's staring at you, they're somehow penetrating your energy field because they've been like staring at you and or thinking about you and you feel something heavy, you just kind of notice and you like know to look that direction and you look right over and you see them staring at you. That's an example right there. They're penetrating your energy field. It can also happen if you're maybe walking into a room full of people and there's just something there 
where you just walk in and you just notice like somewhere specifically you look and there's someone standing there and you're like, ooh, I don't like their energy. For some reason, their energy is penetrating yours and you're feeling it. So that's what energetic boundaries are. Penetration of your energy field by someone else's energy leading into affecting your feelings and not in a good way or physical levels of energy being sucked out basically making you tired somehow. When we think about our boundaries, we usually think about physical and emotional boundaries. Physical is obviously when someone touches us, when it's unwarranted or even maybe trespasses in your home, right? It's someone that is affecting either your body or something that you own. That is a physical boundary. An emotional boundary is maybe when someone upsets you somehow and they cross over that boundary. They say something that you didn't ask. You know, they give you critique that you weren't asking and they upset you for that reason. Or they might yell at you and you're like, whoa, and you're really jarred because they got in your face and yelled at you. They didn't touch you, right? It was just like screaming at you, but you're emotionally upset somehow, right? So that's physical and emotional. Energetic boundaries, however, are much more subtle. So you don't even know consciously when they're being crossed. Boundaries are lines that help protect us while also sort of creating invisible outer containers where we end and someone else begins. Our physical bodies are containers as well, and these energetic boundaries are layered over us. One reason we have these energetic fields is because like other animals, people are designed to feel what's around them for survival. We can often feel like if something is around that we might maybe be in danger or you might even kind of feel what someone else is thinking and it helps protect you. The most important reason to be aware of and protect your boundaries is your mental and emotional state. From there, you may also lose your sense of self if you have weak energetic boundaries and your belief system can even be shaken. You need to know your own feelings. You need to know that they're your own. And again, if you know you're an empath, you realize this is really hard and you have to actually stop and really pay attention to why you're feeling a certain way. So, okay, here's an example. What if you feel angry or anxious because your friend seemed rude when you texted her about how exciting it was when you got a promotion? Do you know if she was rude because of something going on in her own life or is it even about you? Why are you angry at your friend for having a bad day? Is this really maybe you projecting your own feelings onto your friend because your boundaries are weak and you can't let it go and you start obsessing over it? Why can't you just let it go and say, you know what, I'm going to check in with her tomorrow and make sure she's okay because she, she, didn't, she didn't act very normal here. She was being kind of rude and this was really exciting and I'm bummed, but that's okay. That was her stuff. And maybe move on with your day remaining excited about your news. If you can't do that, if you're the type of person who hangs on to that, and I think all of us at some point definitely do. It's your energy. It could also be hers, like I said. She's like I'm saying, she had a bad day. She's being rude to you. But it's not because you're calling her in a good mood and you're crossing her boundaries, right? 
That's where I'm saying. That's how you feel your own boundaries. When something like that is happening to you and you're taking how someone else reacts and you just start obsessing over it, or somebody maybe sends you a text and asks you for something and you just get really pissed about it, and it's like really not a big deal. They just wanted a quick favor. They weren't thinking, you know, maybe they're taking advantage or whatever it might be, but you're like, God, it's just, that really bugs me. And it's like, if you're in a good mood and things were going okay and your energetic boundaries were fine, would you really feel like that? Think about those types of scenarios. Are your emotions a little bit overly loaded? Are you on edge? You know, like I said, are you just drained? Do you feel like everybody's sucking the life out of you? That's why you need to worry about maintaining your energetic, energetic boundaries because it will make you get kind of crazy. It'll make you feel really unstable. And like I said, it can even be worse than that. I want to go into some signs that indicate you might have lost your boundaries, but I also want to remind you that sometimes you are going to feel these things for other reasons again. So through this episode, what I really want to ask you to try and do is take a really good look at yourself and really decide, you know, are these things really that big of a deal that make me feel really tired or make me feel really anxious or upset or agitated? Or are these little things just adding up and getting me in a bad mood? So for example, number one, when what you're feeling is not matching your current life situation. So this would be maybe you're consistently anxious. You are always feeling some, you know, it's hard to breathe. You're feeling pressure on your chest. And you're just like, why is this happening this week? I'm consistently anxious. But you have no reason to be anxious. You have a great job. Your friends love you. You have your health. You have, you know, you're not worried about your bills. There's nothing that's like an actual reason for you to be anxious. But you feel anxious anyway. That could have to do with your energetic boundaries, that someone's affected you and penetrated you like that. And again, this isn't necessarily just one person. This is oftentimes, in my opinion, an accumulation of that happening to you where you just start to really lose yourself. But it can also be one scenario that does this to you. All right, so moving on to number two. Here's another sign. When you experience a random shift in emotion, what does that mean? So my example for that is when you're feeling happy and then after a phone call with someone, for example, they just completely change your mood. That's been them penetrating your energy and crossing your energetic boundaries. And you might have heard the term energy vampire. That can definitely go into this. Some people do this to everyone. They just cross energetic boundaries and they suck the energy from you. That's definitely part of this conversation as well. But I don't want to go too far into that. But just also be aware of people who just do that all the time to you. You don't want that person in your life. That's not fair. They don't know how to treat you with respect. Even though it's unfortunate that they don't mean to do that, they're no good for you. And unless you can really, when you're dealing with them, because maybe it's someone you can't avoid, maybe it's a parent or a sibling or, you know, your sister-in-law or something, and you can't avoid them all the time. If that's the case, really think about this episode and what you learn on how to restore your energetic boundaries and how to protect yourself. 
But for the most part, if you can help it, if this is someone who's just a friend that's really not giving you anything back and they're just taking from you, you should reconsider that friendship. All right, my last one, another sign that you may have lost your boundaries. When you lose your sense of certainty about a truth you firmly believed in before. So what's my example for this? You really love your new boyfriend, but after a friend mentions that he doesn't really seem stable enough to support a family if you were get, you were going to get married. That's weird. Like, do you really think he could do that for you? And then just because of that statement, you immediately shift and you start to wonder if he's really as great as you thought and if you should even be in love with him because what does this mean if he can't support the family if you get married? And again, you should not be going this far from just a comment that someone gives you. If someone gives you a comment like that, and they don't mean anything by it again. It's it's not loaded. They're just, it's something on their mind. They're probably projecting. They care about, you know, being taken care of whoever they marry. So they're projecting it on you. And this affects you and you sway from being totally in love with someone to having, you know, a second thought. Then that is oftentimes because you've affected your energetic boundaries. That is not something that should be changing your mind like that at all. And if you're easily swayed like that with other people's opinions, you should really check your energetic boundaries. If people make you wonder about if something's really that great because they say one thing, you know, you really love a new pair of jeans that you bought and someone makes a comment about them and you're like, I never want to wear those again. It's not just self-esteem issues. This could very much well be, very much well, is that something we can say? <laughs> it could very well be energetic boundaries. Now that we've gone over energetic boundary examples, let's talk about how to restore and protect them. Because after all, that's pretty much the most important part of this podcast outside of just recognizing what energetic boundaries are. To do this, I've written it into steps. So I'm going to go over these steps and give you examples. So step one, as soon as you notice that you're feeling anything like what I described, just stop and pause. Take a deep breath and say something like, I am okay and I am coming back to myself. If you can hold your hand over your heart space when you do this, it's even more powerful. Holding your hand over your heart space allows your chi to flow into that area. It allows your mind to know you're dealing with your heart chakra and your heart space and it just begins to flow that energy that maybe is a little bit more blocked or challenged. However, I want to say that anything you say or do that brings you into this present time in your own body again and takes you out of that scenario that you were just in will be a fine first step. You don't have to say exactly that at all. Step two, say I am and your full name. So for me, it would be I am Mona Loring. Step three, assessment. Ask yourself. After you get annoyed or after you just felt so drained, ask yourself, is this really a problem? Am I justified to feel this emotion? If you can, stop and figure out if it's because of someone else that you recently interacted with or saw. Because again, you want to pay attention to who may be making you feel this way, who is penetrating your energy field. And again, energy vampires, is this person always doing this to you? Or is it you? Is it someone who you're normally really great with? It's your best friend. You know, it's your spouse. And you're usually fine. But all of a sudden, they said something that isn't a big deal. And it was like, you know, it's like saying like, oh my God, I'm on my last nerve. If you're on your last nerve, you definitely have energetic boundary issues and this will help you. Step four, 
Think about the scenario you were last in that made you feel a negative shift. Noticing this will really help you. If you've identified the source of the negative or invasive energy, visualize it leaving you and send it away. What do I mean? So the last scenario that I was in that made me feel this negative shift is that my friend called me and made a comment about my boyfriend and now I'm questioning everything about him. That's really weird. I noticed it. And I'm now going to visualize it leaving me and send it away. How do I do that? I'm going to imagine that that phone call ended differently and that I said, thank you so much for letting me know the truth of how you feel. I'm very much in love with him. And no, I'm not worried about that. Even if you don't feel that in the moment, say that. Change the energy. Change the scenario. Without going into it too much, this kind of change creates a different path of energy for your future. Just that thought. Whether you mean it or not, the thought affects it. And then imagine this scenario where you don't feel good about your boyfriend or that you have second thoughts about him because of your friend or you're upset at your friend for saying it. Imagine putting that energy into maybe a box and burying it in the dirt. Imagine it leaving you and send it away. Whatever visualization you can have, visualizations work so well. But if you tell yourself they don't work or you're like, that's just my imagination, that's cheesy, it's not going to work for you because you're not going to allow your energy to move that way. You're blocking your energy moving. Step five, imagine yourself floating away from everyone and everything around you in your mind's eye. Then imagine as you're floating away, you start to glow in a bright light and make yourself smile about this vision. It will change your energy to the positive while also allowing you to put a positive energy around your field. All right, last step, step six. Describe yourself in the moment. For example, I'm in a maroon t-shirt and jeans. I am male. I'm with my dog, Sam, and I'm at the park. This will help you separate from anyone else's energy that's around you. And it can really help bring you back. It can also help if somebody's energy has been kind of attached to you in that moment or anything. So, you know, right now while I'm sitting here recording this podcast, I'd be sitting here if I wanted to take my energy back and and get myself back into the moment. I would say I'm in a gray t-shirt and I have my hair in a bun. I'm a female. I'm in my office. That's really all I have to share right now. (laughs) But that's what I would say in that situation. And it would bring me back to myself. For me, the saying, I am Mona Loring, the first time I was taught that, I thought it was so strange. I was like, oh my God, really? I'm going to sit here and like say that I am my name. Okay. But I did it. And I let myself, again, not have that judgment when I actually did it. And it was really powerful. And it was so interesting that You just come into yourself again. You come, it's almost like you meet back up with your soul or something and it really helps. So if you can just walk away from this and not learn all these steps and just even remember that part and when you're feeling anything like that, to say that to yourself, it can really help. And I don't want to say that you have to do all of these steps or that this order is necessary Do what feels best for you. These are just guidelines and ideas that work well for a lot of people that I've worked with. 
and their guidelines that I was given from my mentors and that they worked for me. I don't need to do all of those steps, to be honest with you. I, I don't need to describe myself in the moment. I have before when I've had an anxiety attack. Um, if you're dealing with something that's just really unbearable, describing yourself in the moment works really well. And I, I, I believe that therapists tell that type of thing, um, tell you to do that type of thing when you're having an anxiety attack, actually. I'm thinking that now. So it's definitely a proven method for many, but you don't need to do all these steps. And it's also really important that when you're working on your energetic boundaries, you can't just only do these things. You also have to do the self-care. And I do believe saging helps and grounding yourself in nature and walking on the grass with bare feet. So grounding and earthing. These types of steps will also help you, you know, your field that I described that's that egg-shaped field, right? That can have um, like leaks and it can it can be damaged. It won't be this perfect eggshell, right? It can have cracks. Let's say it's really like an eggshell and it has cracks. It helps you get those cracks together and glued together. And doing that type of work already strengthens your field. But then these are ways that you restore your energetic boundaries as well. Setting energy boundaries gets easier with practice like everything else. And it's something you need to just make sure that you're always aware of. And hopefully just by listening to this episode, you're now aware of the concept So it'll help you remember when you're feeling something like that to ask yourself these questions. And hopefully if it helps, you can even go back to this episode and listen to it again or write the steps down if it's something you really need to deal with often. So I also want to add that I didn't I didn't say, but I really do recommend meditating as soon as you start to feel this way, because meditation can clear so much. It, it works physically with the mind, so it's not only energetic. It's physical. It can, you know, lower blood pressure, and there's so many different reasons why it helps you. So as soon as you start to feel off, if you do try to meditate, and I know a lot of you are like, oh, girl, I don't know how to meditate. Like, will you do an episode on that? <laughs> I, I will do an episode on that. Um, and it is hard to meditate at first. I had the world's busiest mind. I seriously think I could have won a trophy for having the world's most chaotic mind when I first started this journey and really started to hone in on my energy work. And I just put my mind to it and I practice every day meditation and I didn't judge myself. I let my mind wander, but I sat down and I did the work and I sat there through the whole meditation period. And eventually every day it got easier and easier to last longer and longer And it became a medicine for me that I craved so much. It will become easier. So my advice to you is if you can't meditate or think you can't, just listen to really calming music like meditation music, birds chirping, rivers flowing, rain, whatever works for you. Some sort of relaxing music. And just take the time, five, ten minutes every day, preferably at the same time of day, even though I don't do it the same time of day. It depends on my schedule. But if you can, the same time of day and preferably in the morning because it sets the energy for the rest of your day even better than if you do it right before you go to sleep that's already rejuvenating, right? And let your mind wander if it does. That's okay. The first step is just sitting there and doing it. And then you'll notice that, you know what? It's, it's kind of, I'm going to I'm gonna try to anchor my breath. I'm going to try to breathe. I'm going to count my breaths. 
and it will become easier and easier every step. So if you're not a meditator, just try that and see how it goes because I really do think that it's going to help you greatly. I will swear by meditation. I think meditation is Earth's greatest medicine for us all and it's free. <laughs> Last but not least, before I end this podcast episode, I just want to remind you to think about if you're projecting your energy onto others. So try and always be mindful of your actions. And if your friends say something to stand up for themselves because you said something that you didn't mean to and you're like, oh, I'm, why am I misunderstood? Why are you taking this the wrong way? Don't jump to conclusions. Don't get angry. Don't get overly sad. See if they're right somehow. And if you could have handled the situation better. I've been on both sides of this scenario and it's never easy. Just know that sometimes when someone's upset at you, it can really be because you were insensitive, but you just didn't realize it and you didn't mean to. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you need to be a little bit more mindful. And it doesn't mean that you need to walk on eggshells. I can't stand walking on eggshells. I love to just be as I am in the moment. But it is very important to be mindful. You never know what someone's going through. You never know if it's bad timing. And you never know if you're perhaps penetrating their energy when you don't want to be. Remember to be forgiving and forgive yourself. Not to be all preachy, because I feel like I'm getting a little preachy here, but we all need to give each other the space to mess up from time to time. None of us are perfect and life is hard. But if we can remember, we all have emotional lives that take a lot of our energy. We can help support one another simply by being compassionate and understanding. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to subscribe and rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd really appreciate that. You can also find me on Instagram at Healing with Mona and visit my website at www.consciousheelingco.com and send me a message there if you want to work with me one-on-one. Until next time, this is Mona Loring signing off and sending you all the good vibes.